right. Hi, welcome back to Societal Teens Pod. This is episode three, and we're going to be talking about band. We have Haven and Bella here as guests today. And as you might know, me and Leanne are also band kids. So we're just going to have a conversation about that. Yeah, welcome back. So the first question I actually have for you guys is, what ensembles do you play in? Uh, well, differing from Haven, I'm in wind ensemble. Bella does wind ensemble. I do wind ensemble. And then technically, I do play in symphonic band and symphonic winds. They're having me play the music that they give, that they give out, which is cool. And then I also play in jazz one, which is also really fun. Oh, and did you want me to include what I did last year as well? Or Yeah, sure. Okay, I, I did pit band last year, which is uh, mm-hmm. for the musical. Yeah, very cool. Um, I'm in wind ensemble. I play French horn in wind ensemble. And then I'm in jazz too, and I play trumpet there. Could I have said my instrument? Because well, everybody yeah. else is saying instrument. Go ahead and say your instrument, Bella. Okay, I play the clarinet. I know, so boring. Go ahead. It's not boring. <laughs> it's so interesting. Yeah, I'm in wind ensemble too, and we are all a part of Bolt, which is a band orchestra leadership team. So yeah, I would say we're all really involved in band in multiple ways. Do you have a question, Sasha, to ask? Yeah, when did you guys start in band? What year in school or how old were you? Or did you even start playing before you were in a band? I mean, I don't know about Haven, but I definitely, my grandmother, she like, she sang at church and then she also played the piano since she was like 10. So I definitely knew how to play some songs on the piano. And then my mom was like a flautist, but she doesn't play. Um, So I guess I'd say when I very first started was like nine or 10 in like fifth grade, I'd say. Mm-hmm. in like the fifth grade band but I mean it wasn't much of a <laughs> wasn't much of a band at the time yeah yeah so for me I um I, I originally went to church a lot with my family um and there was this one raffle that they had it was maybe when I was like seven or eight uh but they had seen me uh practicing well enjoying like watching my grandma play piano my mom play piano and they just for putting my name in for a raffle uh, and it was basically like free piano lessons for I think a month or something uh, so they just wanted to do that for me because I wasn't I kind of looked like I was going to enjoy music and I did uh, and then I learned piano had lessons and I stopped and then fifth grade I, I did a lot between then but I, I kind of just stopped music altogether and then fifth grade I got into the band starting on trombone and then slowly I've moved to bass trombone, tuba, and kind of-ish trumpet. Awesome. Yeah, um, I'm just going to tell my story really quick. Um, My dad actually plays trombone. And so when it came to like fifth grade band, when you got to choose an instrument, I was like, I tried, I think I tried out clarinet and trumpet and and maybe trombone too. But I like, my, I remember my thinking at the time was that I didn't want to copy my dad and play trombone. So I decided to play trumpet. And then when I think in seventh grade I switched to French horn because I was getting really bored in concert band on trumpet and I'm really enjoying that you know still like three years later playing French horn so yeah nice yeah actually when I started playing my mom put me on the violin so I actually started playing out on violin for a couple of years and then as you know or may not know I do play clarinet so why do you like how did you guys choose your first instrument? Because I chose my first instrument was 
when we were playing those like recorders in fourth grade, I actually thought the clarinet was very similar to the recorder. So I was like, oh, I'm already kind of like, you know, pretty good at that. So why not try the clarinet? And ever since then, I've just played the clarinet. So what about you guys? Yeah, was there like an aha moment when you were like, oh, this is the instrument for me? Or was it just kind of like an arbitrary decision that you made? I'd say I have always admired my grandmother for the way that she just, you know, she is like, loves to read. She loves to learn about music and about all these different things. And I don't know, I just, I played the guitar for a while and then I was like this doesn't make any sense but when I when I picked up and played the clarinet because I remember these like people from music and arts they came and we got to like test out all the instruments mm-hmm. and I remembered that I just I didn't the flute just never clicked for me but the clarinet was something that you know I mean I still even to this day it's like there's never a point that you're like I completely get the clarinet. There's always a part where you're always like, I don't know how to play this and you have to work at it. And I think that's why it was like a clicking kind of like an aha moment was because it was like, you know, this is something that I can take to old age that is going to be this amazing thing that I'm never going to be completely perfect at. And I think it's just, you know, throughout the years, it's definitely helped me with, you know, if I was feeling stressed or anything like that, I could just play and literally by the end, I would be like sweating and I'd just be like this, I'm all the way out of energy. And I think it's just something that, you know, not a lot of people understand that band kids like, yeah, music's really fun, but it's like the actual like physical effects of playing your instrument really help like just the mental state of your being I guess I don't know (laughs) that was really well put wow yeah that was really that was that was very touching I appreciate that um so um do you want to kind of build on that Haven is there kind of an aha Uh, moment with trombone for you or was it just kind of a decision you made uh so my grandma uh was in the um in the community band so she was kind of uh, a big proponent of getting me into the band and music um and she played clarinet so i kind of wanted to be very similar to her um so when the music and arts people came they uh let us try i think up to three instruments i wanted to try them all but i ended up just sticking with the three yeah um so i ended up going with i think it was trumpet clarinet and trombone uh, I think I started with clarinet or tr- I, I started with one of those three. I ended with trombone, but when I started with clarinet, I couldn't really make a sound. I was trying. I think I may have gotten like a, a little bit of squeaks out of it, but I skipped it. And then I tried trumpet. Uh, trumpet was just way too painful for me. Like, <laughs> oh, this isn't this isn't fun. Uh, so then I tried trombone, and I just really enjoyed the slide motion because it just felt so clean. That was kind of just my big reason for it. I could have done clarinet if I really pushed myself, but I just settled for trombone. It's not really like a big, amazing story. It's more of just like, this is what I chose. Yeah, so I have a question kind of building off the bell. Like, what impact do you think, like, music just has had on your life? Oh, Haven, you should go first. I need to think of this. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Well, for me, I mean, I, I think last year entirely, 
uh, I kind of put all my stress into, okay, I'm taking X amount of AP classes. I'm taking, well, I'm using this much time to do band. I'm doing this much time. Like I, I was very time. I was trying to be as managing, as managing of my time as I could be. And what was nice is that I could kind of just de-stress with instruments. I could just de-stress by playing music. And that's kind of the biggest thing I can say. I don't recommend, you know, if you do have issues with like mental health, which I did for a while, uh, I don't recommend just playing an instrument and calling that good because that's not what you should be doing. But it definitely did help in the short term when I only had a little bit of time to do anything. So playing an instrument kind of just relaxed me because I mean, playing tuba or bass trombone, you're blowing so much air through. It's, um, it's kind of like when, when you do breathing gym, the exhale is the biggest thing that you need to focus on. Inhaling, that's when you're tensing up, you're kind of getting tight there. But once you exhale, you relax your entire body and push everything out. Uh, and that's just a good way of like getting rid of that anxiety and frustration, whatever emotions you have at the time. Uh, so that, that's kind of the biggest thing I can say music has had on me besides, you know, all the other academic stuff that comes with it. But yeah, I'm just going to build off that really quick. Um, I like totally agree with like how playing an instrument can really like just ground you and calm you down. Like the, and or like listening to music, you know, it can, the pulse of the beat like it can actually slow your heart rate and like kind of just ground you I guess I think I already said that but just kind of these psychological effects of music are something that has been like researched a little bit and I think it's really interesting so yeah if you want to take it away Bella. <laughs> yeah so I'd say I've had a very you know complicated relationship with my clarinet because my clarinet it's the one that I started with. Like, I still haven't gotten a proper, like, of-age clarinet yet. I was going to this year, but then, you know, everything with you need to stay in your homes happened. Um, so I still have it, but it's not like, oh, I need it, obviously. I'd say, you know, the sophomore curse happened, and if you don't know what that is, Basically, sophomore year is, for everyone, it's either going to be social or mental or physical, like, draining. Like, it's going to be, a, like, it's the biggest change, in my opinion, of high school. But I, you know, was, like, at the beginning of the sophomore year, I was in my first relationship, and then that kind of pitfalled. Music's helped me get through that. I've been able to really invest my emotions into the music. And then, you know, with this whole Corelli 19, I was able to go and go to my music and being able to say, this is a constant. Every week I can focus on this. This is a constant. And being able to really invest myself into it. And one of the most recent things that has happened is um, my grandfather recently passed away from an accident and he always was so proud of me in my music and being able to get make it this far because he played the violin and the piano and you know I'm able to every time I play I'm able to think of him and know that he is you know allowing me to do this you know he's really being with me as I play 
I think another thing is that, you know, I know that music in general, whether you're singing it, whether you're playing it, whether you're listening to it, being able to think of something that stresses you out and being able to, if you're listening to it, being able to play it out in your head and being like, this is okay with the music that you're listening to, being able to choose a piece of music that you're able to invest yourself into so much that you're able to really, you know, help what's going on up here. I think it's really important. And I'd say that a lot of kids today don't understand the importance of being able to just simply play your instrument. <laughs> You're having some really deep answers to these questions and I really, I really yeah. like it. It's good. Yeah. I, wow. That was awesome. I feel like I've always had kind of a complicated relationship with music, but music, I feel like it's just, yeah, it is a big stress reliever to me. I just enjoy hearing music. I feel like especially, I have an example, like I was in jazz tomb freshman year. I didn't enjoy necessarily playing alto sax. I think it was okay, I wasn't very good. But I don't know, sometimes in the moment when I was just listening to jazz and I don't like jazz all that much, it's not really my thing. But I would always like listen back and I'd be like, yeah, wow, I kind of like really enjoy this. I like the music that we're making. I think it just sounds like really cool. So I feel like it's just cool. and we're all doing the sound together. It's like also when I heard my notes in like wind ensemble when we all played like one note together, I don't know, I just felt a sense of unity. So I was like, wow, that's really cool. And we're all working towards a common goal. And so I don't know, it just made me happy and it was really cool. Yeah, I think like the teamwork aspect of band just like really makes me happy, you know, like making music with other people is something that I enjoy way more than like soloing or like learning doing something by myself you know I would much rather be in like a giant symphony or in like a chamber group than like take a solo in jazz band you know but yeah I just think it's really cool because all the band kids are just such good people you know there's not really any bad eggs in band and it's a really nice interaction I don't know just to have like daily even on zoom you know when you see all the band kids with their cameras on it's great I really enjoy it. So, yeah. Um, I have a question for you guys really quickly. Do you like plan to go into music as a career? Because I know Sasha does, so. I know that, so, great question, Leanne. <laughs> Been thinking about it a lot. You know, when I think about my future and what I want to do, music is going to be a big part of that. Am I wanting to be a music teacher as a full-time career? No. Am I wanting to, you know, like, you know, invest my every moment into music? No. But would I want to double major as music and something else? Definitely. But, you know, I do think, though, that at any point in my life, so I take lessons from the wonderful Miss Kelly. She's great. She actually... Although she's a teacher, she also plays in a community band. And I think that I, me constantly looking up to her my life, my whole life for just guidance of life and then also guidance of, on the clarinet, I think it's really important to have that balance of, you know, oh, I have this work, but then I can go and be with a bunch of people who love to do this, who volunteered to be a part of this and let's make some beautiful music. I think that that's what I want in my future. I mean, I would absolutely love to be a part of a symphony and like travel, but I know that there's 
number one, it's not as high pain as you would suspect. And two, how long I can keep that up for, how many seasons I can keep that up for, that's going to be a little iffy too. Um, especially for if I go, let's say, to like Europe, there's not a lot of places there that have that as they do in the U.S. So, yeah, that's my two cents. But yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for me, um, I've always been interested in scientific and mathematic uh, majors. So, yeah, Bella's giving me a round of applause silently. Um, I, I, I do want to go into uh, some sort of STEM career when I'm older. I've always been interested in genetics. It's kind of iffy with uh, kind of people's perception on it, but uh, I enjoy it and it's something that I really want to invest my time into. I'm not saying that I don't want to do band or do something like that. I've always enjoyed what I do. I still want to continue with it. My brother and sister will ask me all the time, like, you play trombone for two hours a day. Why don't you want to major in it, right? And the, the, the main thing is just the pay. It's economically, it doesn't make much of a sense much sense for me and there's also other things that I do enjoy as well besides just music a lot of people describe me as kind of like oh you're the music person you do only music and that's all you do your entire life but no I do a lot of other things as well and I'm trying to find the right path to go down uh I'm still trying to find that and to just say no okay I'm doing music I'm stopping here that's that, that that's the thing it, it's it's tricky to just say okay this is what I'm gonna do because I'm still yeah. iffy on everything. Yes. I know that, like, I completely agree with you, Haven. I also think that, you know, don't get me wrong. I applaud Miss Mr. Every single band director. Like, the amount of work that they put in is extraordinary. But I know for at least me, playing the clarinet and being able to be part of a band, it doesn't feel like work. And I think that when you, you know, actually have that job, I know that it could turn into something where it's like, oh, I have to do this instead of, oh my gosh, I get, I have enough time to play my clarinet. Instead, it's like, I have to grade a bunch of things for band. So I think it could definitely turn into that. I don't know, but that's mm -hmm. just two cents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was actually having a conversation with another band kid recently just about being a professional musician and what that entails. Do you think that more people would like strive to be pro musicians if, say, the pay were higher or if it was more likely that you would be successful in it? Yeah, I know. I was I was just like pointing my finger out to be like, I know I have a thing. Uh, okay. So I, I mean, I'm not going to get into politics at all as much as I can. I'm going to stray away from that. Uh, <laughs> but I do believe that if there was a better incentive and there wasn't really, hey, if you don't, you know, work your life away playing as a musician, like if you don't invest five hours a day or mostly more of that, like eight hours a day working on music and being the best that you can because you have to compete with everyone else, that's that's what you have to do to be a professional, su successful, and stable musician. And even then, you see these really amazing musicians still out there, but they're not living the high life. They're living in apartments or in their parents' basements making music. 
but they do it because they enjoy the process of making music. And mm -hmm. for me, what I want to do is still music. I still want to play in this. Like Bella was saying, I would love to major in this. That, that's a big thing that I would enjoy doing. Like any bands the college has, I'll be a part of. And when I'm older, I'm definitely going to be a part of the band still. I'm still going to play the, my instruments. I bought like a $1,500 trombone. I'm not going to stop playing now. Uh, not because of the money, but because I still enjoy playing it so much. But it's there, there, there is a reason for a lot of people. So I would say yes, there, there is a reason for people not doing music as a professional career. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I also think that another big factor is like schools and society always try and say you have to know what you need to do with your life. You need to know what college you want to go to. You need to know what major you need to go in. And the real the reality of it is, is I've been trying to figure that out for five years. You seriously think that I don't, I don't know I need to figure this out, but you keep on like, everybody keeps on pushing, you know, oh, well, band's an elective. No, it's a lifestyle. Like, it's not just like, oh, yeah, like, I just go to band every single day. No, we, mm -hmm. have, to, we have to go home. We have to practice for a good half hour to an hour and a half for two hours, however many you want to do. And we're still not where we want to be. And then we go online and we see all these different people. We see people, you know, if you choose a solo, you see people playing these amazing solos with these amazing, you know, notes, or you listen to, uh, like, recent composers, and you're like, how? How can they do that? And you listen to them, and you're like, that's so beautiful. I wish I could make that. You try so hard, and yet people are like, yeah, it's just an elective. So it kind of discourages you to make you seem like, you know, oh, no. Mm -hmm. it's not you know it's not a good lifestyle it is a good lifestyle in fact it's actually part of like the best people that you'll ever meet probably <laughs> like I don't know mm -hmm. why people think that but you know whatever I think like also this one's gonna be building off of like Haven's point because like I feel like if you're passionate enough in band and you feel like that is your passion in life I feel like money doesn't really matter I feel like if you know, yeah, like, you're, what you're saying, obviously, you obviously do have a passion for band, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, if it is your true passion in, like, life, I feel like, you know, you should be happy in this life, you only live once, mm -hmm. so you should choose to be happy, and, like, choose to do what you love, no matter how much money you're making, mm -hmm. make a livable wage, that's all I'm saying, it's livable. I was, I was going to build off of that, there's, I can't remember the exact quote, but it's, it's something similar to, I don't do music for the money. I do it for the music. That's the proponent of every single musician. All musicians have that in their minds. They do it for making music. They don't care too much about the money. They can live in dirt poverty and they're going to be extremely happy doing music. And I applaud them for that. That's a really amazing thing to be a part of. And that's really impressive to see. And that's just how it is. It, the, the way that we reward people uh, doesn't exactly match up how, at least how I believe, I don't think the way that we reward people economically seems to stand out correctly. If I'm using, to the best of my ability of explaining that, that's kind of yeah. what I believe. But if, if, I, if it was a perfect world, I'd say musicians should get paid more. But, you know, we have to, we have to go for that. Yeah. yeah, and 
just to build one little tiny sentence off of what Haven said. I feel like you have to be incredibly mature to realize that I don't need money to be this happy. What I need is to do what I love. And if that means that I have to, you know, save up a bunch and not eat as much as I should, or, you know, do all these things or save up and try and, you know, have like this kind of okay life just because you're doing something that you love. I think that that's worth it in my opinion, but that could also be very different for different people. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kind of like, I, I still, you know, like what Bella was saying earlier, so many people think you have to have everything figured out and I definitely do not have everything figured out. I'm kind of leaning towards maybe um, majoring in music education and becoming a music teacher. And a lot of people are like, oh, the only people who are music teachers are people couldn't, who couldn't make it as musicians. And I think that is completely wrong, first off. And like the reason that I want to be a music teacher is because I don't have the drive to like be the best all the time. Like I don't want to be the best trumpet player or the best French horn player that ever was or know all these crazy things. I just like, I want to play music because I really enjoy it. I also would love to be a teacher because you have such a big effect on other people's lives and I want to grow up to be the person that I needed as a kid and I think being a music teacher I could affect so many people's lives just like my music teachers have affected my life so yeah just just a little bit in there um I know that yeah I have a question actually is there anything negative in band and the only thing sometimes I can think of is that like band kids can kind of get a little bit competitive at times which you know it's, I feel like it's okay to be competitive. Of course it is. But like, sometimes it can even get more competitive outside of band. Like, you know, oh yeah, look at these band kids who are taking like 10 AP classes. Oh my gosh, they're so smart. And I feel like band kids also kind of have like, kind of like have a thing like, oh yeah, band kids are smart. So we have to do pretty much everything academically. And I feel like that's where a lot of us do get caught up. And like a lot of us do start like comparing each other. Okay, so number one, I'd say that there's a lot of band kids that do do AP classes and do do all these different things. But I feel like that the majority of the band kids actually are kind of in this norm where, yeah, sure, they might do a little bit of AP, they might do a little bit of kind of ordinary stuff, but they're kind of in between in the sense of like, I understand that this needs work. And so I'm not going to overload my schedule. But I mean, Haven might think something different. But this is at least from where I'm standing as somebody who has kind of a plethora of band friends. I think the only negative thing that I can ever think of is the fact that there are still kids in bands that don't love it as much as others. Like, I mean, there are band kids that are like, oh, yeah, I'm just in it for the credit. And I feel like from somebody who has grown up a very negative person and then has grown to be very positive i can tell when somebody has not realized all that they have in life and has not realized the fact that they are in band and it is an amazing gift and i completely understand if it's like oh none of my friends are in band and i'm just not very good at making friends that's completely understandable i completely understand that i used to be like that I think it just, it takes time and I think it takes the right type of person to be able to reach out to somebody and say, hi, my name is so-and-so and I'd like to be your friend. 
And it's another type of person to be able to just accept, which I feel like some people just don't know how to accept. I do also know from somebody who has a brother that graduated that completely tried to dodge the band kids when he was in high school. <laughs> I think that, you know, it's just, it's a different type of person. And I think that people just need to realize that you don't have to be this specific type of person to be in band. I mean, there's people who, you know, are extremely quiet. There's people who are extremely loud. There's people who are very, you know, comical. Walker, there's people who are extremely like, you know, all over the place. But I think what brings us all together is the fact that we all are so accepting of one another. Does that make sense? I hope it does. That makes a lot of sense. And like, yes, that was really good. Snaps for that. Yes, snaps. I kind of think uh, a lot of band kids kind of blame it on, oh, well, they're just this section. So therefore, they're going to act this way. Like there's the stereotype that all flutes are quiet, right? So it's like these, there's like these little stereotypes that exist, right? I mean, Bella is a clear example. That's not true, right? Oh, I mean, sorry, not Bella. What do I mean? I like, I mean, like there's, Lydia. There's, I mean like Lydia, Lydia. Yeah. Sorry, she I was saying Bella, but I meant like, Lydia. Outward spoken, like amazing flautist. She graduated a year Last ago. Year. Last year, basically. Mm -hmm amazing person and she did not fit the flute stereotype and yet she completely rocked it mm -hmm. go ahead haven <laughs> uh yeah so i was i was just gonna say i mean there i mean you you touched on this earlier bella it was like there's people who do band just for the fine arts credit right and that's fine if they want to do i mean it is a credit and i'm not gonna completely go against them but if you're in the class you signed up for the class and you're going to have to put in the effort that the class requires so yeah. I do get annoyed at people who don't do that, but that's just, that's just me. That's just my mm -hmm. opinion. And that, that's kind of the only thing that I really see as a big problem. I think uh, AP load, like we had Christina, uh, the tenor sax player last year. She was, she did not enjoy uh, having fun. She took six AP classes uh, and that was a little much. Uh, I think she also did jazz band that, uh, I don't know if she did it that year, but she definitely did it uh, for a while. And it's just a lot of band kids. It, it is a stereotype. A lot of band kids do like to put a lot of effort on themselves. But like I said, stereotypes are stereotypes. They're not always going to be true. So yeah. you have to take it with a grain of salt and kind of just see where your load is. If you're going over what you can do, then maybe stay where you are. Push yourself, but don't push yourself to the point of, you know, stress and anxiety. Mental health before grades. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know we've talked a lot about how music is a really positive thing in everybody's life and everybody should do music because it's awesome. But is there, was there ever a time in your life where you thought about quitting band or thought about quitting music? I would say that there has never been a time in my life where I was like, I hate band. I'm going to quit. I know that there is a lot of people this year that band has caused them way more stress than normal just because it's online, which I mean, completely understandable. I totally can see where that could come from. I have never been at a point where I have wanted to quit band for one of three reasons. One, as I've said previously, clarinet is something that 
I never feel like I'm ever going to be this amazing God at. <laughs> it's never something that I'm like, yeah, totally. I can, you know, like, I'm like, oh, I mastered the clarinet. One. Um, two, it's not just playing any sort of music. Every single piece of music I listen to, I can picture either something scenic, I can picture like a like something in music or literally like anything. And it's something that allows me to have my mind play all these different types of things. Let my mind kind of wander, as you would say. And then the third reason is that I have like so many friends in band. Like if I left, I would feel like a part of my soul was just like, bye. So I would say that like, you know, I've never come to a point where I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be in band anymore because it's like, I have so many dear friends. I always have to be working on something. It's just kind of become who I am. So yeah, mm -hmm. that's at least for me. Yeah. I, I was, I was going to say just really quickly, um, I kind of talked about like my experience with this in the arts podcast. So I'm not going to repeat myself too much, but I think I, I started in band, you know, for the music, for just, you know, to try it. And I stayed in band for the community and the rewards that you get from like picking up your instrument every day and like just doing it, you know, like shedding. And there's just a lot of reward in just getting better at something. And just music is something that, you, I mean, I don't really know anybody who doesn't like music in like any way. You know, everybody really likes music because it's awesome. And like just playing it is just getting to a whole new level of appreciation and stuff like that. So now go ahead, Haven, whatever you were going to say. Cool. So for me, I mean, I started band fifth grade, right? And then sixth grade, I got into it. At that point in time, I was not a great musician. I was not the greatest that I could be. I mean, you're, you're never the greatest, but I definitely, in comparison to where I am now, I was not very good. But uh, at our school, we had a jazz band. Uh, there was like a enrichment class, and then there was a like zero period class, a before school class. Yeah, one, one, one of my friends, Ryan, uh, he, was, he played trombone with me. He's since moved out of the state to a different state. He, um, he played uh, trombone with me and we were both really good friends. But then Mr. Our, our, our band director at the time uh, in middle school said to the class, hey, we're doing this enrichment class. It's a zero, zero period class uh, or not zero period. It's a basically, well, I guess it was kind of, a, it, it, was, it was a weird class because it's before, well, it's during school, but not before school, whatever, basically. I was still going to my enrichment classes and then Ryan uh, came to me and actually said, hey, I see you didn't show up to the band class or the jazz band class this morning. Uh, you should come tomorrow. And if he hadn't said that, I don't think I would have continued with band. That's how severe it was. And that's not really the biggest story, right? But I, I do know of a lot of people who have very harsh feelings towards the band program and the people who teach it. And I completely understand them. I'm not going to name names, but I do have close friends who have told me, yeah, freshman year, I was thinking about quitting. 
And I totally get it. They have a lot of good reasons from the points that I heard. And if they would have, well, if they wanted to, that's fine by me. But, you know, it's definitely a hit or miss sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, And that's what's really nice being in junior year. All of us are in junior year now. So just now we don't have the people who are still trying to take it for fine arts credit. It's only the people that really want to take the class. So there's only like in our top program, well, in our top ensemble, wind ensemble, it's generally just the people who want to take the class. There might, there might be a couple that are really good, but only want to take two years of it, but it's generally really nice people and really good players. Yeah. I guess my experience with quitting, I think I mentioned this last podcast was I almost quit freshman year and I almost quit wind ensemble as well, sophomore year. I did quit jazz band, but yeah, I think the reason why I almost did quit is because sometimes, I don't know, I just, freshman year, I was really passionate and I worked hard. That was like the year, freshman year was like the year where I started to be like, oh, now I kind of want to work towards wind ensemble. And so I feel like the thing that actually inspired me to stay, I'm going to make this positive, the thing that actually like decided to make me stay was just like when I heard the wind ensemble at like their last concert or something like that was kind of when before everyone was going to be choosing their classes for next year whether you're going to continue for any just any ensemble in general you know I just like heard them and I was like wow it doesn't really matter like what ensemble you're in I guess we can get into that later but like just hearing the music and just hearing it just like sounded so cool and it just kind of inspired me to stay because I was like wow they're so amazing someday I want to reach that point. And now we're kind of all at that point. And it's just really cool to just hear the difference from like how far I've gone from freshman year just to this year in only like one or two years, which is quite frankly pretty big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, sorry. I didn't no. mean to interrupt. But <laughs> I know that actually this, what you said, Leanne, actually reminded me of something. I remember why I kept on, I was trying to remember, like, what was, like, the main, like, focus, my main drive, you know, of, like, really practicing, getting, like, personal lessons, doing all these different things, because I've been doing a solo since I was in seventh grade, so I've been, like, really just, like, grinding hard, and I realized it was because sixth grade year, Wind Ensemble came to our middle school and played. At that moment, this was the very first time that I heard, like, a true, like, I mean, just band, you know. It wasn't just, oh, let's try and figure out our instruments, like, just, like, an amazing unit of people, and I realized that that is what I wanted to do. So, freshman year was very stressful, because I was, like, if I don't get into wind ensemble, I'm going to be very sad because it's been what I was working towards for years. And so now that I'm finally in it for now my second year, it's just so rewarding to be with people that are so hardworking as I am. So, yeah. (laughs) That's really cool. Oh yeah, sorry, I have an interesting question. Do you think you should let someone in with like natural talent in over someone who works hard? Because I feel like that might be the case like for some people who might have not made mm-hmm. an ensemble, stuff like that. Yeah, kind of just adding on to that question. Basically like 
do you think that there are people who are hardworking and dedicated and they should get into a higher ensemble over somebody who's maybe more skilled but not as dedicated? I have, so with the very first kind of, with the second question I'm pretty sure is what you said, where you were like, would, would you want somebody to be in, in, let's say, win ensemble, our top performing ensemble, would you want somebody to be in win ensemble if they had just raw talent or if they had hard work type of a talent? And my answer to this is the hard work. Because if you choose raw talent, before win ensemble, they're just used to just kind of coasting by on their raw talent. And now that they're in this high performing band, they don't know how to practice. They don't know how to do all those things. And so with somebody who works hard every single day, who is dedicated, who is wanting and willing to learn, that is what I prefer as somebody who should and deserves to be in this ensemble. Now, on your question on, is there somebody who you wish was in, or if you think that there should have been people in when ensemble other than, let's say, symphonic band or symphonic winds, I would say yes, but also in the sense of no, because, I mean, I don't know how much this was necessarily stressed over for, you know, just classes, because I kind of forget a little bit from last year, but I remember having this discussion because symphonic winds was supposed to be the in-between of symphonic band and wind ensemble, because there really wasn't an in-between and I know that a lot of people who went, wanted to get in wind ensemble but didn't and were placed in symphonic band were very unhappy with the way that things were. And I'd say that symphonic band, as much as I wish that there was a separate period for them, I don't know how they would do that, honestly. But I would say that if there were less people necessarily just as a collective, then yes, I would say that there should be more people, but also mm -hmm. in the sense of no, because, you know, everybody's at a different level. Everybody needs to grow. And I, and I am kind of trusting in the director's opinions of, you know, these people need to grow a little bit more or these people, you know, are good. Like I, I just, mm -hmm. I would say that on a certain level, I trust them to make that decision because they went to college, they learn all these things, they've been in band for God knows how long, and now they're here like trying to decide who gets let in and who doesn't. But I do think though that I appreciate that they don't just look at the audition material because there are people that obviously perform better, not under pressure. So. That's my two cents, but I know that Haven probably has something else. So kind of my belief on it is, so there is the difference between hard work and talent, but I also think there's the level of skill that you also have to factor into it. So what's nice about this here is what, what we had last year was if you were really good at your instrument and you also worked hard, you're almost guaranteed to be in the ensemble. As long as you have good practice habits and they know what level you're currently at, you're going to be in wind ensemble. But the problem was, is we only had symphonic band. So there were a lot of people who didn't want to work hard that may have been good, but you know, not wind ensemble good. I do believe there are players in wind ensemble who definitely don't work as hard, but 
I'm not saying that they're bad people. I'm saying that I think Mr. Leather and Miss Moria are able to see, oh, they're going to be forced to work hard in this ensemble. They have the level and they have the skill for it, but we have to push them in the right direction. Mm -hmm. And that's what's nice about symphonic wins is that it allows people who are really good at their instrument, but not yet hardworking enough or the opposite, not the greatest at their instrument, but really hardworking and really dedicated. Those people can thrive in symphonic winds and they can make it to the level of wind ensemble. Wind ensemble doesn't really mean much besides uh, skill level. And I guess hard work, I think hardworking and skill level are some of the biggest things they have to look at there, but it's definitely skill level, which is interesting to say the least. But you, you asked a question earlier was, it was the raw talent. If the raw talent was better than the person who works hard, I still think they should be in wind ensemble because Mr. and Ms. definitely pushed them in the right direction and actually forced them to be hardworking at their instrument. And if they aren't, they're not going to be at it be in it the next year. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who were booted out of the band because they didn't work hard. Yeah. So. Let me tell you, sorry, I just wanted to just say real quick, off of what Haven said, I remember last year, Leanne definitely backed me up on this. There was a dude in our section and he never showed up, like ever. And he was even, like, first part on our, like, one of our main, like, big, big pieces. And I remember one of our, another person in our section who was very dedicated, she had to go talk to the directors and be like, he can't be on this part because he's never here. He showed up the day of the concert and then showed up to the concert and he sight-read the whole thing. I kid you not, this dude... He did not show up. I don't know why. I don't know what what possessed him to do this. Um, but no, he never showed up. It was very odd. And it, I definitely can take, like, I guess he was good at one point, and that's why they let him in. But it's also, like, if he's going to be doing that, then that's not, that's not, like, the type of, you know, personality that I would put with this ensemble. Does it make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I have kind of something to add on to that. Like, honestly, like, I know you guys have said, like, you know, people who get into the higher ensembles, it's mostly based off skill. And honestly, like, just me as a person, like, I would rather be in a section with somebody who has a good personality and who's dedicated than maybe somebody who's really, really good, but is kind of petty and like egotistical and like just thinks they're awesome because like you know if the dedicated person like even if they might not be like as skilled at the time they're gonna grow and they're gonna get better and that you're you know they're gonna want to be there all the time whereas the person who maybe is just good you know might not want to be there all the time or just might be kind of a pain to work with because like you know what we were saying earlier is like music is teamwork and if like you know, being on like a sports team with somebody who's just not, you know, working with you is not going to be as effective as being on a sports team with somebody who really wants to work with you, I guess. And we have about 10 minutes left. So I think we're going to start wrapping it up. But if you have anything to add on to that, that is cool. Yeah. So I mean, 
I'm one of Bella and I are both student directors this year, and I was also a student director last year. Uh, and the other student directors kind of forced me to deal with all the tech issues and tech that we have set up for the band program. So this year I was kind of handed that job as well, which is totally fine. I enjoy doing it. And what was interesting is I got to look at, well, I really paid attention to who was in which ensemble. Uh, a lot of names I already kind of knew because I've heard them play before. I've seen them play. I know how they play. So I was adding everyone to specific ensembles, just giving them like specific roles that they can have, right? And I'm noticing a very big trend. It's that they put people with higher skill in wind ensemble. They don't really value, I think they do account for it. I mean, I'm not gonna speak for them, but this is just what I see. But I do believe there are a lot more higher skilled people in there. I know so many, this is what I play low brass. I know so many low brass players that are really, really dedicated to the program, but they don't have the skill required to be at a wind ensemble level just yet. So they mm -hmm. definitely, I'm, I'm very fortunate that they put in symphonic winds because now we have a band where people won't be like, well, they don't care for me, I'm gonna drop it now, right? Symphonic winds, well, symphonic band really shows your testimony to the program. If you're able to survive symphonic winds and still want to do band, that's a big sign. And Mr. Brother and Ms. Brother will definitely appreciate that. They look at a lot of things. So, I mean, I'm just scratching the surface of just skill level and commitment, but it, it's, it's important to like, not just say, this is the list. These are the people that Mr. Brother and Ms. favor. Sorry, I keep saying it. Uh, this, these are the people that the directors favor more than I. Uh, so therefore, since I was put into symphonic band or symphonic winds, they don't favor me at all. That's not true. They know your skill level and they know your commitment, but they're putting you in the place where your skill level is going to match the rest of the band and also improve your commitment or improve your skill. That's what's really nice about the three ensembles. Yeah. And along the lines of like the commitment and being there every single day, I know I've seen this on many occasions. If you constantly, like let's say freshman year, all of us during freshman year, we were all like kind of practicing and we're all practicing the audition material. If, if we all internally, deep down maybe, or maybe just on the top of your brain, constantly asked yourself, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Am I really gonna make it? Am I really gonna be that good? Am I really like, is this gonna test me? Like if you're asking yourself those questions, it proves one of two things. It proves how dedicated you are to being and playing the best that you can be. And two, you're aware of the fact that you are able to take this challenge, which I think is two main things in the grand scheme of <laughs> band, that if you don't have that drive and that internal thinking, it's going to be pretty hard to just survive. <laughs> but I'd say, you know, from my three years and more, actually more <laughs> since fifth grade. So I'd say uh, six years of playing my instrument and just talking with people. I've realized that band is a place where it does not matter if you are good if you are extremely good if you are you know just beginning whatever we're all going to treat you as a person 
not of your instrument and not how you play. We're going to say, you are so good. You know, I'd really love it if we could all go ice skating later. We don't solely focus on how good you are. We focus on who you are, which I think is an amazing thing, especially in leadership, because we're all on the leadership team. We all, you know, do all these different workshops. We, you know, plan all these different things. Well, another big thing that we do is we're all people who try so hard to have a relationship with every single person that we meet. And I think that that's a drive that internally, maybe even deep down, every single band kid has. I think that's kind of my last little. Yeah, I think I have something to say as well. Like, I think I asked, like, the raw talent question, just because I think it's an interesting question. But also, like, in middle school, I was one of those kids who, like, just didn't practice at all, but was somehow just in band just because, like, in freshman year, someone literally told me I was meh in the beginning of the year. And then I was actually turned into, like, a really great musician because I then started putting in the effort. And so I feel like that proves one of two things. Like, you can have talent, yeah, but, like, Sorry, not, not even proving one of two things, but it just proves that, like, if you do put in the effort, you will get there. There's no doubt. Like, even if you, like, make it, let's just say, mm-hmm. symphonic wins, and let's say you really wanted to make it in the wind ensemble, just take that year and, like, be like, all right, where can I go from here that will, like, you know, get me to the skill level? Because, like, I feel like you can't accomplish whatever you can put your mind to. So if you want to make yeah. it an ensemble, you will make it. Really good um, closing thoughts. So um, normally here on our podcast, we do an end segment called Riddle Time. Woohoo! And normally Allie does that, but she's not here today because she's not a kid. So I'm going to do it. I have a riddle for you today. You're going to give me your best guess, and then I'm going to tell you the answer. Okay. So here's the riddle. I have a scroll, but no quill. I have a neck and ribs, but no legs. I have a saddle, but no horse. I have a bridge, but no water. What am I? Oh, that's hard. But cue the Jeopardy music. I'm the editor, so I can do that. (laughs) Could you repeat the question? Yes. Okay. I have a scroll. Can you put it in chat as well? Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. I have a scroll, but no quill. I have a neck and ribs, but no legs. I have a saddle, but no horse. I have a bridge, but no water. What am I? And this is music related. Hmm, that's hard. Wait, You're, I think she's on a violin. Yeah, yeah, a violin. A violin. Yes. I knew it. Yeah. It was like, like from years of watching two set. I know. You're like the only one who's gotten it so far. That's like yeah. See, we haven't had any successful riddles. Really? I was gonna I, say I have, a trumpet really player because riddles. no scroll, or it was like no no pen, but a scroll or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, because like because like the beginning is called the scroll, and then it's the bridge, and then oh, the rib. oh okay. <laughs> smart, you're smart. Well, anyways, thank you guys for joining us on this podcast. We've um, appreciated having you. Yeah. You guys, if you're on the fence about joining band, you should just do it and join. I have a very <laughs> negative view on things, but really, you should just join it. Because you may find your best friends all through high school or middle school or wherever. Do you guys have anything to say? Uh, find your any- secret tunnel, and you got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Just just do it. If, if you're, I mean, now is the time to try anything. So just try yeah, something. Only, you only live once. YOLO. 
I mean, don't, 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 don't say that during quarantine, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you for coming on. We really appreciate this. Yeah. Any right. time. Listening to Societal Teens. We'll see you next episode. Bye. Bye.